Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. I'm Leslie. Soon you're going to hear from Rod. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about growth and fixed mindsets. Such an interesting topic. So much has been written, an idea that's been around for a really long time. And we want to explore it today in the context of our shared passion for change. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. I'm Leslie, that's Rod. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the notion of growth mindset and fixed mindset. So to get us started, Rod, as we usually do, you're the research guy. Why don't you give us the lowdown on what is this idea of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset? Yeah. Hey, Leslie, for sure. Okay. So the growth... Growth mindset is something that a concept that Carol Dweck, a psychologist, uh, I believe out of Stanford, um, developed and, and, and published a book actually a long time ago. I think it was 2006, so let's say 14 years ago. And really, so mindsets, first of all, mindsets is like your mental model, how you approach and right. think about things. And... Um, the idea of the growth mindset is talked about in contrast to a fixed mindset. And, and so a growth mindset is generally is the belief that someone's abilities, capacities and talents can be approved over time. Where a fixed mindset is, is the belief that, you know, you're born with a certain talent or you're, you just, right, right. by the time you're an adult, you've gone to university, like, you know what you know, and that's it. Um, and so the, I think, I mean, well, I think we'll weave in a little bit the explanation and understanding it as we, we go, but that's the, the general starting point. It's this idea like, can you, if you're given something that you don't know how to do, could you learn it and, and, and do right. it? Or do you need to be the expert already before get, be given, uh, something like, do you need to be, you know, you need to, to know math like you're, you uh, to be able to do some kind of math thing at work. You Could you learn that or not? That's the difference between right, growth right. and fixed mindset. And so it sounds like uh, growth mindset is, is probably the one that people would say is, and I'm putting a little bit of air quotes around it, but sort of preferable, right? That if we come at things yeah. from the perspective of, I can learn this. I can do anything. Um, life is about learning and a learning journey and all that. Then mm. that is probably seen as preferable um, than to a fixed mindset, which is like my experience, my knowledge is is a pie. And once that pie is baked and done, that is it. Yes. Like that is that is the whole container of my knowledge yes. and ability is in that pie tin. I don't know why That's I'm about right. pie today, but clearly I am. <laughs> and growth mindset would be like, I can have pecan pie today, but I can have apple pie tomorrow. And maybe over there, I'm going to try pumpkin pie sometimes. And if I don't like it, no big deal. Exactly. Yeah. That's so that, yeah, that's a great analogy. That, that it really describes it. it. It's that fixed limit of capacity that uh, right. you think that you have as an individual. So, Leslie, why do you think this is, um, I I've certainly, you in your intro, you're saying we're hearing about it a lot. I'm yeah. too. But why do you think we're hearing about it a lot? Well, I think, you know, it's so, it's an interesting idea, right? And I think we are living in a time when 
we're seeing fixed mindsets perhaps manifest in different places and in different ways. And so uh, there is magic in thinking that we can do anything we put our minds to. And the notion that there is no such thing as failure, there's only the only definition of failure that matters is one that is a failure to try things. And I think that that is a really liberating way um, to come at life. And so as we think that, you know, there's, it's, it's to me akin to um, the thinking in schools around bringing in meditation and bringing in things that sort of help us get through life in a, in a happier, more content way. This to me is in that same vein. Um, and I think, I think there is a lot more happiness to be found potentially in a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. I don't only want to have one type of pie for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I want those yeah. options, you know, and, and so helping people to see options, helping people to see that they can keep learning, I think is a really powerful thing. Mm-hmm. What's your take on and, it? Why do you think it's such a, it's so snazzy uh, again right now and in schools oh, wow. and in workplaces and, you know, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, I'll give you a couple examples where I've heard it. So um, I've heard a case kind of described where this has been applied in Microsoft and the CEO of Microsoft mm. back, I, like, obviously, I don't know the exact details, but let's say five to 10 years ago, you know, Microsoft, big, massive company, um, and they're trying to get it to shift towards like before in the past, I think it was very insular. It's like it, it meaning from a technology perspective, it's like, right. We're only going to develop things that work with our stuff that we're developing. We're not going to oh. have an open type uh, coding or platform. Or right, whatever. right, they, what, right. You know, if we were a technologist, we would use different words that are fancier. But it's like, you know what I'm trying to say is like. I sure do. It, yeah. Like it's like it, it's like crowdsourcing or whatever that is. Like it's like yeah. open sourcing. Like it, a ton of people can go in and work on a piece of software and it doesn't matter right. what your background is. Everybody's just trying to solve a problem. Yeah, I know what you mean. Right. I also do not know the fancy log language, but I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, I, th- I think of it as like, it's like the Apple App Store. I mean, Apple is a very controlled from their technology, but they opened the App Store up to like, hey, everybody, you want to develop right. an app? Uh, okay, you have to do it in this kind of way, but go forth. Where I think maybe the old Microsoft model is like, well, we'll develop all of the apps because yeah. we want to make sure that they work perfectly well. So the CEO um, used this this model to describe and shift the culture of the organization to, to get out of the fact that it's not about being having perfect code and perfect uh, situations and perfect relationships with outside stakeholders. It's about more what can we develop and, and learn and adapt together versus right. like this and actually it's interesting i just thought of it now how does tie to our previous conversation around perfection um yes and so some of these higher profile examples where it's being applied certainly gives a lot of attention to it i think personally like on a individual level when we think like the stuff that you and i like to talk about is about how as a person like goes through life and needs to adapt and change I think it's powerful and and thus people are seeing that is that how if this mindset in those moments when you're 
you need to change something's happened to you some life event has occurred mm-hmm. you're put in a spot where you don't know what to do certainly it's the way through that is through learning and adapting and so you would have to have this if that's the difference between growth and fixed mindset i would say in those moments you need to adapt it Right. Like you have to have that resiliency, right, is really what we're talking about. And yes. from a change perspective, it's that awesome R word, um, mm. resiliency um, versus resistance, the other change R word. Um, but yeah, like it's it's building that sense of resiliency and ability to bounce back. Do you have examples mm. that you can or a story you can share with us about it? Oh, well, um I have one. Do you want me to Let go me, first? Yeah. Okay, I'm too, cause, yes, you go first. Go. Okay, I'll go first, but I do want to hear your story too. So okay. um, about a year and a half, maybe two years ago now, I became an executive for the very first time in my career. And I was super excited. And you get this super official letter from the highest executives in the bank. And it's sort of like, welcome. And, and you're now part of something bigger. And, and, it, and I felt... Um, I felt the weight of that. And I thought, boy, oh boy, I got to be perfect out of the gate. Like I got to figure this out on my own right out of the gate. If anybody knows that I am uh, as nervous as I am, as unsure as I am, I am, I am sunk. Like I'm going to fail right from the get go. And I think it took me a couple of months of a lot of tummy trouble and a lot of beating myself up to finally realize like, no, I'm, I need, it's okay for me to need to learn. And in fact, having that openness to learning, um, is what's actually going to make me good at this game. So I reached out to a colleague of mine who has been at the same level as me for a while. And just I could, you know, in watching him, I could see that he really knew what he was doing and knew how to be the kind of leader that I wanted to be and the kind of executive I wanted to be. And so informally, I set up some uh, mentoring sessions with him. I don't even know if he'd call it that, but certainly in my head, it was that. And just kind of got some some one-on-one, um, just sort of coaching about how to handle things differently. And at first, I thought that that was going to be the end of me, you know, that needing help was somehow a sign of failure. And then, um, and then as I got the help and things started to get better, I thought, holy moly, like, I just, I just want to keep learning. I just want to keep doing better and better and better. And I didn't even know about growth and fixed mindset um, at the time. I didn't even know about it as a, as a model. And then when I started learning about it and reading it, I thought, oh, at the beginning, I was in this fixed mindset of I have to start out as perfect and as capital Mm. T, capital E, the executive. And then Mm. you sort of realize, I realized this time went on that no, this me learning where I am gives other people permission to learn as well, because it sort of opened things up for my team in a different way, too, I think, Mm -hmm. or I like to think. And uh, it was really magical. It was Mm -hmm. it really it and I still I still go to that person for help. I'm I'm like a year, however long year and a half, almost two years in, and I still go Mm -hmm. to that person for help when I'm stuck and I need to get unstuck because um, it just really helps. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, interesting. Did the um, in a way, did you think of that person as you went into that conversation as uh, the expert? I did, and you know what? I even defined them as better than me, 
which yeah. um, I right like so this is like I, to me one of the dangers of this kind of model is that um, is that if we if we label ourselves as as fixed un- unwittingly whether we know about the model or not but as we sort of label mm. ourselves as as um, whatever it is and this need to be perfect and all this it mm. it it can it can make it hard to go through life. We can beat ourselves up even more. And you know how much I am against uh, shooting mm-hmm. all over yourself. Uh, I don't yeah. like it at all. Uh, and so it, but it, it took me some time to kind of realize that it's not that he's better than me. He just has different knowledge than I do, different experiences yeah. than I do. And so when I realized that what I was drawing on was his experiences, and there are times now where he gives me advice and I and I sort of think, okay, that is a way to do it, but it may not be my way to do it. So how right. am I going to do that in the way that is true to me? Um, yeah. That's, I think, when it's really become powerful. But at the beginning, I was definitely still living in that fixed notion of that person as expert and me yeah. as, you know, just not being good enough, not measuring up. Yeah. Cool. I, I'm gonna, I want to ask you a few more questions. I'm not going to duck Go. out. Of, I'm going to give you an example after for me. So this is not going to be ducking out of it. <laughs> you don't have but, to, but I, I you don't I have got, to. No, I've, got a, I've got a good one. But so, so it's fair to say, you said this earlier when we were chatting just now, uh, it, certainly growth is, mindset is more desirable, right? Like right. that's, it's like it, the implication is, heck, nobody should have a fixed mindset. We should all just be. Yes, so, okay. these wonderful flowering, blossoming butterflies flying around in the sky, right? Is is per, kind right. of the implication like, of that model, I think. So like the person with gross mindset, right, they're walking through the field. It's like a sound of music kind of moment. And yes, it's a beautiful yes. day. And, and it's like, oh, I've got a challenge ahead. Let me learn about it and I will become yes. better. And yes. I will just grow into it. Oh, isn't life wonderful? But I think the reality... Like I, I love your story because first of all, the the point that you got to where you said, you know what, I need to learn something. I need to, yeah. Well, let's talk to somebody. But basically, you're whether you knew it or not, you're kind of saying, I need to learn more. I need to get perspective. Right. But I'm guessing the way you told that story, it wasn't, it wasn't a comfortable, like it was kind of this. No. I don't know, like anxious, stressful, like. It wasn't like all flowers and roses and blue skies and... Dude, I'm going to tell you, the first time I went to him for help, I was crying my eyes out because I felt like such a failure for for needing to ask for help, you know? Mm-hmm. And once I got over that, it was when we could still be in person. So like then I'm sitting across yeah. from a colleague and I'm bawling my eyes out and thinking, I'm now that person. I don't want to be mm-hmm. that person. But it's the reality of it, right? Like it's okay to... And this is, I think, I I do want to get into this component of this thinking. I don't want anyone to walk away thinking that if you have moments of being in a fixed mindset, that all of a sudden that makes us a failure. It's not. It's, It's about how do we, like, how do you get, how do we get past that? And how do we then say... Okay, have that catharsis. The crying for me was the catharsis I needed. I needed to get all that emotion out. I was bottling it all up. All that fear, all that anxiety was bottled up inside me. I got it all out with this super understanding, great person. Not everybody is as wonderful as this person is, Mm -hmm. but he really is a great person. 
and uh, and then it, it completely changed for me. So the the rainbows and sunshine came, um, but it started with a little yeah. bit of like gray clouds and and mucky walking through fields in muck rather than like luscious green grass and all these yeah. beautiful things. You know, I was definitely trudging through muck at the beginning of it, and yeah. uh, I think I think that's okay. I don't yeah. like I, I don't think it's a terrible thing. I don't think I would have um, learned as much if I hadn't gone through the dark first. You know, they say that mm-hmm. you can the way you know what sweet tastes like is first by tasting sour, right? It's that contrast mm-hmm. of experiences that I think really um, is the awesome aspect of life. So I yeah. actually don't want to think about being in a growth mindset all the time because I want to feel that contrast and yeah. and and then experience the joy of learning and the joy of being in that growth mindset. But I don't think we should yeah. ever think that fixed is bad or or whatever. You know, right. it, it can and, and we I, can learn so much from that place. That's right. And and in the moment and I think too like from your your story it, it shows that it's a messy mix of lots of different mm-hmm. stuff, and it's not it's not that like every moment in the, you would be feeling yeah perfect and stars aligning, but right. it, it's that recognizing when you step back. And this happens to me, um, where I'll be like I, I have something to do, and I think, oh my gosh, I have no idea what to yep. do. <laughs> and that stays yeah. with me for a little bit, and then there's a then at some point I kind of remind myself it's like, oh well. You know, like start somewhere and you right. just start somewhere, try to learn more about it, talk to somebody. But let me give you, I'm going to give you an example, my example, and then tie it into challenging the notion too of, because part of the fixed mindset, well, the way it's described is like people are experts, uh, you know, or you need to be an expert to do something right? versus you can learn into it. So um, I like to do, I'm, I'm, I'm not a... I don't consider myself super handy, but I do like to try to do some stuff, mostly out of necessity. Cool. So we we just got uh, a year or so ago a place out of the city, like a cottage, and it needs a lot of work. And and at home too, I'll do stuff because I generally I don't like spending a lot of money. Right. Cheap, whatever. So I'll try to do stuff that frugal. I can do. Just We're going to go with save, frugal. Save money, <laughs> and then yeah. here it's just it's just hard to get people to come out. So uh, we ended up taking on more ambitious projects. So this is, for me, this is an example. It's like I'm changing the kitchen counter. It involves taking off the old counter. It involves like figuring out how to attach a new one and then doing the plumbing of the sink. None of this stuff I've ever done before. So I guess, yeah, I guess the example is so I, I... you know, watch YouTube videos and Google and, and learn about it. And it's that willingness to to try and and make a mistake. So we, like yesterday, we cut out the hole for the sink. We spent an hour, you know, the analogy measure twice, cut once. Like, so we yeah. measured like a thousand times and we we built a little model for the cut, like out of cardboard, like how we, all this stuff. <laughs> Obviously you and did. It, yeah. Yeah. And then we cut it and it's like, it's like, it's an inch off. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it's 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 like you have to lean into the sink a little bit more than it'll feel natural as you're ugh. 
but the, <laughs> so for me, I'm uh, the beauty. I but love good about for the, you for true for doing it. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, though, I, and, and someone told me this once, and I just sticks with me. It's like it's a cottage; it doesn't have to be perfect. What an analogy! I love this. It just reminds me all the time. I just tell myself, eh, you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect. Like, yes, obviously, if it's a big screw up, then I would be just I'd do it again. Right now, the right. the flip side of this though is clearly there are certain things, particularly when you're doing renovation stuff, where you do need an expert. And right. this is, I wanted to use this to say like to and to challenge this like it's like what you're saying it's never uh oh well we should all be just growth mindset and anybody can do anything um and many many times expertise is needed and i think it's not a zero-sum game it's not that we have to be one or the other right it's it's there's a balance between how these things actually unfold like um there's some stuff you know well in renovations like electricity plumbing i'll be very careful with yeah um i basically i'm like if i screw this up could i just start again like will i will there be any right negative right. thing but it but if you need an expert you gotta have that and so i think like that that applies to work and life in general is like is i don't actually think in every situation you could say you could learn every possible thing you do actually need to pull on expertise it's just the i think the approach to the challenge is that you don't have to do it all yourself you can learn a lot and how you can approach it and be part of solving it um and then you can make mistakes along the way I love that story. And, and so, and so this morning, what's your perspective this morning? Cause I know it's all happening this weekend. Uh, what's yeah. your perspective <laughs> this morning on the sink? How are you feeling about the whole thing? Well, the, we're still trying to get the, the sink doesn't fully fit in yet. So we're just like, right. luckily, so we, so this is, we, we purchased the countertop that weekend it's not marble. It's like totally, right. we're just adjusting it with a saw. I mean, but we make these decisions because we know we're doing it. Like we know ahead of time we're going to mess it up somewhere. Um, and then the uh, the next part I'm a little bit nervous about. There is some plumbing I need to do. Um, and yeah. I'll, but what's cool, I think, about your story is that you're open to trying it, right? Like there's not mm-hmm. a, you're not beating yourself up. Like even if I know the frustration of uh, measure twice, cut once, and it still doesn't uh, quite work out. I know that frustration. <laughs> but the magic, I think, is to just keep going and not let yeah. that shut things that's down. Right. And I think that's where uh, some of us can get sometimes, right? As we try it a couple times, it doesn't work. And we think, well, that's it. I'm no good. And it's not even just that this didn't work. It's that somehow I personally am a failure because I can't mm-hmm. X, Y, or Z. And mm-hmm. I, I think I, I think to your point, not, not all of us need to be awesome at everything. I think mm-hmm. the magic of, I mean, that's the whole notion of diversity at work in terms of diversity of thought. If everyone mm-hmm. was great at everything, you would have the most boring team in the whole wide world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, having that different capabilities, the, those different ways of thinking, I think is the is is really the magic of life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and, and I think that includes having some people who lean more to growth and who lean more to fixed because you're mm-hmm. going to have, you're going to be working with all those different types of people on the growth fixed continuum. You know, my obsession mm-hmm. with continuums, we're going to be working with all those different people. And so if we don't have them represented on our teams, then, you mm-hmm. know, it, we, we don't, we're not going to have those perspectives in view perhaps. Right. So it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's good to be had in all. I do think there is a stronger path to happiness the more we can be open to trying things and mm-hmm. asking for help when we need it and not feeling like we have to be an expert at everything yeah. because that's, that's right. exhausting. <laughs> that is an that's exhausting right. way to go through life. Yeah. And then, you know, there's um, the how you take it person what you bring personally your mindset what you bring to that situation it also matters how the people around you think about things mm-hmm. and the disconnect and where it can get super frustrating is it is if those interactions and that and the expectations that are being put on you or are are of let's say more the fixed like it needed to be perfect you need to be the expert to do yeah. this i'm sorry i don't want to you know think about this because you're just learning or whatever so it yeah it matters a lot the people around you uh as you know to bring this to life yeah it's interesting we've all probably worked for those people where their way is the only right way there is nothing Mm -hmm. right other than their way of doing things and I think that is a prime example of a fixed mindset run amok right because there Mm -hmm. are always uh, a multitude of different ways of doing a particular thing. Um, mm-hmm. Even, you know, I play the cello. I think I've said that on this on this podcast before. And there are, you know, you could have three different cellists playing one piece in three completely different ways, both from a mood perspective, from a where to play particular notes on the cello perspective, um, even from a speed and tempo perspective. And there's no such thing as right or wrong. But if you get a teacher that says this is the right way and the only way, that really does inhibit your creativity, right? Which is... Mm-hmm. Maybe that's another yeah. topic for another time too. Is sort of is just general creativity and how we bring that out and and that sort of that's thing. Because right. I do think growth mindset kind of leads to that. It does, and and it it's like the the art that like stuff that we do, which is creative, is you could think of it's our art. I I know mm-hmm. many people define art by as paintings, but art comes out in so many yes. so many different facets of our lives and. And con- we're always thinking, like, if somebody else likes it, then it's good, which is, yeah, you know, what you should, I mean, really should, tr- here's a should for you. You should try to move away from this, somebody, <laughs> others, a judgment on what you're creating. Um, certainly, if we're at work or wherever, of course, somebody else is going to judge it and you, right, just, right. you go with it. But that shouldn't be then... It, I'm saying this, and personally, I don't know if I've ever gotten there in my life, but it's like you should not have the value attached to something you've done or your own satisfaction to try to disconnect that from the other person's, the outside uh, evaluation and judging of it. So meaning like I could do something at work and personal life and be very satisfied with it. People around me could hate it. I can accept, you know, I can hear that. But otherwise, still be satisfied with it. 
which is a, that's a it's difficult because we get so much it is. that validation from the external. But anyways, I big tangent to agree. I think talking about creativity and talking about how we uh, bring that forward and react to it is we should explore. Um, I was going to say with the, um, okay, now I've lost. I had like some fantastic question for you. okay we're getting close maybe this is a two-parter my friend because we're getting uh you know we're getting close to wrap-up time um so maybe we maybe we come back with this topic because it it feels Mm -hmm. pretty juicy and i think it does tie back maybe we do a bit more of an explicit tie back to our whole perfectionism um Mm. episode that we did because like these to me feel like sister episodes yes yes Okay, let me add, like, as we wrap up, perhaps some, okay. some parting words. So if you're considering what we were talking about, if you're in a situation where something's happened, work or personal, and it's a it's destabilized, like a, mm-hmm. asked to do something new, you've been suddenly, you've been told you can't do what you like to do and, you, you know, you're given a different task. Yeah. Or you have to, re, you feel like to reinvent yourself. What would you suggest if there's some words or like self-talk in those moments? Understanding can be messy. What would you suggest? Yeah, it's such a great question. I I think the first thing is to not is to is to try to not take that personally, you know, to try to Mm -hmm. not take that as a as a personal critique, per se, of you as an individual. That person is. for whatever reason, you're being geared, you know, turned in a different direction or asked to do something different. Um, I think, and then it's, it's kind of, okay, what can I get out of this? Like, whether you like this thing or not, whether it's something that you think, yay, I get to try this thing or, oh no, I've already done this or I don't want to do that or that's not my expertise or whatever. Try to think, what am I going to get out of this? And, and Mm -hmm. I'm a list person. I do love a good list. Maybe even list mm-hmm. out all the things that you could potentially get out of this thing and have that be the focus um, so that you're not just doing it. Like the one thing that I think doesn't make any of us happy is if we're doing something because some other outside voice told us so, told us to do it, told us this way. Um, I think having it be more an understanding of how you yourself will benefit from it and get something from it that has always been a trick for me to turn things around when my initial reaction has maybe been a bit more fixed or a bit more negative or a bit more oh Mm -hmm. no I don't wanna um is is to try and turn it around just by sitting down and really thinking and if the answer is I'm going to get nothing out of it then you got to think about planning a conversation because uh you know then that's that's we should all have the opportunity to learn from everything that's put in front of us right mm-hmm. what about you What are, I, what's your take i really like that um you know i don't do this enough but you know the list i did like i find when i i need to do this more is put it down if there's so much going through my head and it's like a lot of i'll say that's not negativity, but like questions and concerns and it's like the committee, you know, right? The committee yeah. is talking and saying all these things in your head and like, yes. yeah, yeah, the I, writing stuff down really helps um, for me. Like when I when I've done that yep. in those moments, it just it gets it out and I can see it. I think the brain, you know, like they said, you can't keep more than five 
plus or minus two, you know, between three and seven yeah. things in your head at any time. So like you get it down and then, um, yeah, I do try, like reappraise. So reframing the situation to say like, okay, like, let me look at this from a different perspective, the, like the perspective of opportunity or the perspective right. of sometimes I do this. It sounds wonky, but I'll do like, well, what is this? Like what needs to be, uh, what do I need to learn and know for this to work? Right. And I have right. to suspend, I suspend reality a little bit because maybe it's like, oh, I need to have an MBA or I need to have right. like a PhD. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But at least to, I try to have that, okay, what, it, and what does it need to have for this to work? What is some alternatives? And it just takes it to a more of a, let's understand it better. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I've started to do with like handyman stuff but then also bigger challenges is like can i is there something to learn about this sometimes it's not obvious that there's something to learn but i try to ask is yeah could i talk to somebody yeah is there something i could read online just to give some understanding of what this change would mean to me like yeah and i even imagine it from the perspective of like what would this person in my life who i love and trust say about this thing what would that mm. right like I do it very much from the standpoint of what would the people I know tell me or advise me or if I can't talk to them anymore if I can talk to them then I do but you know part mm. of my list making is trying to think through um, what others would say about it because it's in my own head that sometimes I can get a little bit stuck and sometimes yeah. imagining it from the other people's perspectives can really shake things a little bit for me you know and get me a oh, bit yeah. unstuck i like that i've I've, i don't do that but i've i know you've said that i've heard that somewhere it's like actually if you put yeah you you kind of play like what does this other person who i know well would think and it it stimulates thinking in a different yeah. way you would actually come up with different ideas i like that one yeah, it, it, it really works for me. And now that my mom who has passed on, I often do it with her voice, right? Because like you, you can you can imagine it like who cares about you more than your mom, even if you have a fractious relationship with your mom, still yeah. she's your mom. And so, you know, it doesn't even have to be professional people. It can be people you love who are, who know you really well and can just sort of help you see things and, and reframe things in a different way and in a loving way. That's, I think, yeah. what I'm getting at with the mom example is, you know, someone who cares about you and wants what's best for you and just maybe has that different perspective. So for yeah. others, it might not be mom, it might be someone else. But that's kind of the that's the perspective I try to go with is is people who I know care deeply about me and who want to see what's best for me in life, you know? Yeah. Oh, great. I try I like to try not to let cranky people in my head as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always work but sometimes i try i try yeah, not yeah. to sometimes they sneak in but i try not to all right rod well this has that. been another really awesome topic i really do think we might have to have a a second one on this it just seems yes. like it's it's we've just kind of scratched the surface on growth yeah. and fixed yeah yeah me too i agree well thanks very much i as always enjoy our conversations and i look forward Love to it. the next one Sames. All right, my friend, I'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye.